Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In this episode, we're going to talk about what is the thoroughbred makeover and how did I train Alicia to bring home the title of America's most wanted thoroughbred. I'll give you guys some tips and insights into training an off-the-track thoroughbred, but let's start off with what is the thoroughbred makeover? What's it all about? So first off, the Thoroughbred Makeover is run by the Retired Racehorse Project, and they started it many years ago with the goal of trying to showcase off-the-track thoroughbreds and kind of raise the demand for them. And it's definitely been working. I don't know if you're like me, but I've definitely noticed the price of off-the-track thoroughbreds has definitely increased since they started this competition. And I find the demand for off-the-track thoroughbreds to be a lot better than it used to be. So way back in 2015 was the first year that they hosted the competition at the Kentucky Horse Park and I went down with my horse Sore and she was a, a gray thoroughbred off the track mare and she actually won America's Most Wanted Thoroughbred back in 2015. So fast forward now it's 2021 so six years later and I go down with another gray thoroughbred mare this time named Thunderous Affair and her bar name is Alicia and she also brought home America's Most Wanted Thoroughbred title. But how does that all come to be? Well, at the Thoroughbred Makeover, there are 10 different disciplines. So you buy your own off-the-track Thoroughbred, so you can get it however you want to purchase your off-the-track Thoroughbred. I like going through Thoroughbred rehoming agencies like Cantor or Turning for Home or New Vocations because they make it really easy to get an off-the-track Thoroughbred. They get them off the track. They usually do any rehabbing or x-rays that are necessary so they can tell you about their health, their history, if they need any special care and they know a little bit more about their personalities and they can share all that information with you and make it a lot easier for arranging to pick up your horse too. Uh, if you're buying a horse straight from the racetrack then often you have to get there really quickly and uh, you're not always sure about what you're buying unless you do a, a pre-purchase exam. So it makes it a little bit more tricky. So definitely going through one of the rehoming agencies is uh, my preferred way to get my off-the-track thoroughbreds. And then once you have your off-the-track thoroughbred, they can't start retraining in a different discipline, so basically doing anything other than racing, until December 1st of the year before the competition. So the competition is held in October of every year, and that means that so let's say for 2022, the competition will be in October 2022. So I can't start training my 2022 horse until December 1st of 2021. So that'll be coming up in a, in a little bit. And I already have my horse for 2022. I'll tell you guys more about him in a future episode, but he's waiting for me down in Florida. So that way I can train him for the next thoroughbred makeover. So the Thoroughbred Makeover has 10 different disciplines and you get to choose a maximum of two disciplines that you want to compete in. So there's Western disciplines like trail, ranch, rail racing. There's the traditional, the bigger kind of English disciplines like dressage, eventing, show jumping, hunters. And then there's also kind of some non-traditional or 
not as popular disciplines as uh, field hunter and polo, which have been around a long time. They just don't tend to be as uh, popular as some of the other disciplines. And then there's also freestyle, which is where you get five minutes in the ring to do whatever you want, lets you showcase a discipline that's not offered or um, to show a discipline to a higher degree of difficulty. So this past year at the Thoroughbred Makeover, we saw some uh, side saddle, riding, we saw some vaulting, we saw some liberty, we saw bridalists, we saw some, uh, usually we see some driving, some mounted archery, all sorts of different things that we see horses do in the freestyle. So that's why it's my favorite discipline because you really get to show off your horse's strengths and get to put together something fun. So this past year I went down with Alicia is what I call her thunderous affair and we competed in trail and freestyle she ended up winning both of her disciplines and then went on for the America's most wanted title and won that as well and so the way that works is the first place horse from each discipline is then um able to go into the finale at the very end and then they decide who is the winner of America's most wanted thoroughbred so when I won in 2015 and again this year in 2021 that was decided based on uh, judges panel of which horse would get it and then the previous years they tried different things to involve the public they did text message voting crowd applause some different options that they kind of ran through but this year they brought it back to a judges panel to decide the winner of America's most wanted thoroughbred which is pretty exciting for me to to get that with Alicia and this past year was also what they called a mega makeover and it was a mega makeover because in 2020 the pandemic halted the competition it didn't happen but they didn't want those horses to miss out on their competition year so what they did is they ran 2020 horses and 2021 horses at the same event the mega makeover we all competed against horses from our respective years so horses that were already training in 2020 uh, only competed against horses from there and then horses that didn't start their retraining until uh, for the 2021 makeover competed against 2021 horses that way it was fair in terms of length of time off of the racetrack and retraining for new disciplines and then for the finales they had Saturday for the 2020 horses and Sunday for the 2021 horses so it was a huge event there were so many horses there I think there were over over 500 horses that were competing between the two different years for the 2020 and 2021. It definitely was a mega makeover and I love the finale at the makeover because on the finale day it's the top five horses from each discipline that go back and compete in the covered arena at the Kentucky Horse Park and it's really cool because if you're watching you get to see the best of the best of a little bit of everything so you see some dressage you see some show jumping you see hunters field hunting uh, the indoor venting parts are really cool you see a little polo match you see uh, some barrel racing the freestyle routines and just five the top five from each discipline so it's like a little taste of everything which is super cool super fun and if you're like me I like to see a little bit of everything uh, or if I'm at a restaurant, I like to taste a little bit of everything. And I like that variety. I like to see that. So it's so much fun at the makeover. If it's not on your to-do list for next year, definitely pencil in the 2022 Thoroughbred Makeover. It's at Kentucky Horse Park in October, and you definitely want to check it out. 
So for Alicia training for the thoroughbred makeover, she actually uh, struggled a lot with her emotional confidence and her emotional control. She was amazing at home. I could do so many amazing things with her at home. I rode bridalist, I could jump her bridalist. We did bridalist driving. We do all sorts of liberty and tricks and all sorts of really, really cool things. But what was happening is when I would go off site, she would get so stressed out to the point that she would literally leap in the air, like literally all fours off the ground, rearing, calling, just being totally upset and really worried about the whole situation. And she's probably the most um, environmentally upset out of all of the thoroughbreds that I've taken off the track. I very, very low confidence offsite compared to the other horses I've had in the past. So she needed a lot of exposure getting offsite. And what I tell people is that you can't just train the physical aspect of horses. We need to train the emotional aspect. And with the off the track thoroughbreds, I think this is even more important with the horses because for a lot of the time of their life, they are getting trailered and they're going to a racetrack or they're going to an auction to be sold and so usually when they go somewhere they get kind of revved up because they're about to race and they're supposed to be at peak performance and they're supposed to go fast and they're kind of wondering when that's going to happen they definitely can learn different skill sets and learn to do different things but it takes time and it takes some repetition of them getting trailered and going off-site going somewhere new and realizing oh okay, we're not going fast anymore. We're not going to a starting gate. We're not going to go galloping down a track. And we're also going to go home to the same farm. We're not, we're not getting sold. We're not traveling to a different racetrack. We're just staying put. And we're staying with the same trainer, the same humans. And once you go enough places, and for most off-the-track thoroughbreds, I say it takes about 10 off-site experiences before they seem to really settle and go, oh, okay, like I'm here, we're going to do our thing and we're going to go home. It's going to be okay. So 10 offsite experiences. And with Alicia, I think it probably took her double that. It took her extra time to get settled. For whatever reason, her emotional confidence offsite was extremely low. And it was to the point that I wasn't really sure how the thoroughbred makeover would go because at home she was amazing. But as soon as we went offsite, she would still get anxious And even though she was getting better towards the end of her training, we would go off site and I would know she was nervous because, for example, we would be trying to do a pattern and she just wouldn't be able to canter. She just wouldn't be able to give me the canter lead I was asking for or the departure I was asking for. It'd be sloppy. She'd run into the canter. And it's not because she physically couldn't do it. It was because she mentally couldn't do it. Because at home, those transitions would be super easy. So it took a lot of calm connection exercises to get her relaxed, to get her focused, to be able to even settle off-site to be able to ride her. And it was literally probably a week before the thoroughbred makeover where we were going to an off-site experience and she finally settled and felt like she was riding like she does at home and was able to just kind of march into the warm-up ring, ride like she does at home, and just felt amazing. And I was over the moon excited because I was like, okay, this thoroughbred makeover might actually go well because she is so talented, uh, so smart, so gifted with what she can do, so agile and 
and so talented with all her tricks and everything else, I knew that if I could just get her emotional confidence to the same place as her physical confidence, then it'd be a piece of cake because all of the obstacles were never an issue for her. It was only about having her brain be just as focused as when she's at home to do all of the different tasks that we were going to get asked to do. So I got fortunate that that kind of clicked just in time. And it was a little bit trickier for us because 2020, the pandemic happened. Most of the horse shows and everything were all canceled in Canada. So we only got off site, I think, um, three times in the whole year. And then in 2021, when things started happening again, I was super big pregnant, had my baby, my 10 and a half pound chonk baby, as we call her, uh, had her in July, mid-July. So we didn't start riding and competing until August. I gave myself two weeks after having chonk, as we call her, and then uh, got back in the saddle and started right away with competing and getting Alicia offsite. I'd been doing groundwork, but not really a lot of uh, riding and, and not taking her offsite places. So we had a lot of catching up to do. And literally every single weekend, usually Saturday and Sunday, we were going places so that way I could get in enough offsite experiences for her to help her do well at the makeover. And I took her to schooling opportunities where we would just go to somebody else's farm and practice their obstacles and do their jumps and things like that. And then I also went to a couple horse shows where we literally went to the horse show with no goal to compete. We didn't compete at all. We just paid our warm-up entry fees and we did our warm-up in the warm-up arena or sometimes we would go in and do schooling but we wouldn't actually compete because I knew she wasn't mentally ready for that and there was no point stressing her out to that point and I always had to plan extra time for her I knew it took her a long time to settle and so I wanted to make sure that she would be ready for me and that meant going there with enough time that she would be able to breathe and go okay we're here this is what we're going to do today so my advice to anybody who's interested in the thoroughbred makeover is number one you gotta go visit it you gotta go check it out it is so much fun you get to see so many different thoroughbreds so many different disciplines Uh, it's a great place to go even if you're just curious about one of these other disciplines too you can check out the thoroughbreds trying them out and, and learning about these 10 different disciplines so much fun to watch Number two is connect with one of these rehoming agencies for thoroughbreds, whether it be Cantor or Turning for Home, New Vocations. They're all fabulous uh, facilities that are very honest about the horses, know about their histories, their injuries. They share all that information with you and what the realistic prognosis and future for these horses are. Some of them have injuries, some of them don't. Some of them have injuries that don't matter for their futures. So it doesn't impact them at all. And it's just good to know that information to know what you're heading in for and and what kind of maintenance you're going to need. So definitely connect with one of the rehoming agencies about getting a thoroughbred. And then when it comes to training, check out the Calm Connection exercises. They are the best way to get a thoroughbred started off the track because it really helps them just settle emotionally and get that Calm Connection established with you so they realize it's not about going fast anymore. It's not, don't worry about being a high performance athlete. They can settle down. They can just relax 
and they can be a lot slower and they can learn all that through the calm connection exercises and after that it's time to start going places with them so they can settle off site and realize that they go they don't race anymore and they're going to come back home with you and that's the beauty of the calm connection exercises too is you do them at home and then when you go off site you do the same exercises so the horse goes oh okay even though the environment's not familiar these exercises are familiar and so it helps them settle and relax that way too so uh, lots of little tips in there for you definitely check out that retired racehorse project and the cool work that they're doing and hop on our youtube channel and you can check out alicia doing her freestyle where we do bridalist with the big blue tarp and we do a tiny little bit of bridalist driving and uh, have a lot of fun with it and just remember at the end of the day it's about training the physical aspects but also the emotional and mental piece as well so as always enjoy the journey Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at HarmonyHorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, LindsayPartridge.com. That's Lindsay with an E, Partridge.com or HarmonyHorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.